seem spooked today. How the bloody hell can you tell? I don't know. Can't you? No, oh, they look the same as they always do. <coughs> Hello? Hello? See, nothing. Still, you know what I heard? I heard there are immortals walking around here. Well, you will not here, here, but in froth. Vampires? No, not that. Va- maybe. Oh, no, no, not vampires. Have you been chatting up your moon sea sailor again? What moon sea sailor? Oh, you know, the one with the big... Emma! Oh, I was going to say moustache. What's that? Who are you? It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be here. Oh, think, think the light you're here. Please, please, he's mad, he's mad. Emma, be careful. Oh, you know me, love. I'm always calm. No! Emma! No! Such a waste. Why? It's such a boring question, why? What about how? Now there is a far more interesting question. How can I, a mere man, command such power? What is the purpose of such a gift? Is this a talent? A skill? With enough time, could you wield it? Would you want to? And should you? You're mad! How disappointing. Sanity. Madness. Right? Wrong? Good? Evil? It is all relative and dreadfully boring. If only you had 10,000 years to truly come... How? Exactly. Now, where were we? Ah, yes. A week has passed since you arrived in Roth. Whether by choice or circumstance, you have seen little of one another over the last seven days. Your individual adventures notwithstanding, you have spent the intervening time resting, shopping, and exploring the city. You have spent most of your time alone, Mist, your innate curiosity pulling at you to wander and climb. 
More than once you were chased off a building or out of a private home. Your solitude has given you time to think about your inevitable meeting with Arnon. As the days passed, you grew more restless and worried until at last you reached out to your friends. You all decided to meet at week's end to decide what comes next. Rotan suggested you meet at the House of Swords, a social club that has become his home during the last week. The three of you sit in a private room. Gruber and Trevor are off somewhere having dinner on their own. Can we actually cut to that scene? Um... (laughs) (laughs) Cut cut to the three of us trying to look through a keyhole. (laughs) As I just roleplay with myself? I mean, I kind of want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, you haven't seen one another in a week. So you're all getting together. You're sitting down. Maybe the waitress just brought you drinks. Oh, before we continue, Silway, what color is your hair? Uh... You're going to tell me it's blonde, aren't you? I'm going to say, unless you did the altar self, it's blonde. Until at such time that you can find someone to dispel. I'm going to say every morning she wakes up and she casts altar self to try to change her hair back to normal. And then after about an hour, it wears off and she gets frustrated and then tries again the next day. (laughs) So if this is past, like, you know, 10 or 11 in the morning, it's probably back to blonde. Yeah, it's it's evening, so. Yeah, she's looking gorgeous. And, well, her hair is looking gorgeous. Everything else about her looks the usual. I think Rotan is definitely, like, already here, sitting at a table, waiting for his friends. I'll say Silway just joins him and sits down. I don't know if Mist is there yet or not. Mist is slouching and uh, swirling a glass of wine. And every time he takes a sip from it, the bottle seems to lift itself off the table and refill the glass for him. He's wearing a distinguished pair of wireframe glasses. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Mist is going to become an alcoholic. <laughs> Mist, you're looking more dapper than usual. It's been a good week. Clearly. Nearsighted or farsighted? Neither. I mean, before the classes, though. Neither. Are you... Are you nearsighted or farsighted now? Neither. He points to a, a, a slab of cheese on the table and... Uh, a knife seems to lift itself up, cut a piece of it, and uh, deliver itself into his mouth. <laughs> it's been a good week. You made your mage hand invisible? Oh no, mage hand is still plenty visible. I want to roll perception check to see if there's actually glass in this <laughs> glasses. Uh, that is a 10 minus 1. You can't really tell from this distance. Are you wearing those just to make yourself look smarter? I don't need to look smarter. Because it, well, because it doesn't always work. Then why are you wearing those? What, do you think this glass is refilling itself? I assume that was your mage hand. No. Alright, explain yourself. Come on, out with it. What, have you guys Have you guys not been doing anything for the past week? Have you just been sitting holed up in your rooms, or what? I have been avoiding Trevor. So yes, okay. I have been praying. And zombie killing. But mostly praying. Zombies in in Wrath? Or something. I'm not quite sure what they were, actually. Well, looks like it went better than the last time, so... I may or may not have killed a demon. Or allowed a demon to die for my sake. One of the two. In an unrelated note, I suggest you both go and watch Milo the Magnificent's show sometime this week. (laughs) 
I, I actually heard that um that all of his shows have been cancelled for some reason. <laughs> Is that so? Uh, oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> I, I, yes, I don't know. He disappeared or something. I'm sure he's fine. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. Not our concern. We have more pressing concerns at the moment, which is the very powerful man who was likely to kill us when he finds out we don't have a magical rock to give him. Well, I mean, you know, he's going to try. Um, who? Arnan? Oh, him? Yes, the man who hired us, well, hired, forced us into his servitude to get this magic rock that we've been doing this crazy adventure for. Why would he want to kill her? Because we failed him. How did we fail him? We got the rock, and we uh, we killed some demons. Well, demon worshippers. Yeah, he does not care about the demons, um, which weren't demons. Remember, they were people brainwashed by a demon, and we murdered them. Mm, well, mm, that seems like a semantical issue. Regardless, he will be unhappy when we show up and tell him that rock does not change things into gold. So it, it it's... It's still not magical. It did not become magical in the past week, Rotan. That's not how magic works. Well, that is kind of how magic works, but not in this case. I still do not see why this is such a problem. Wh- which, which part do you not think is the problem? Where he tries to kill us because the thing is not magical, which is really a failing on his part, but he's not going to see it that way because he's a dick? Or the part where there's no other part to it? Why Why do you think these things? He's given us no reason not to trust him completely. He literally said that if the rock is not magical, it's on us. Did he say that? I do not remember that. All right, Drax. Uh, Silway, so we're going to have to kill this guy, right? Killing him sounds like a very tall order. This is, this is a powerful man. I think we should just tell him the truth. I'm sure he will understand. I'm with Rotar, actually. I'm surprised to say this, but I... Yes, we tell him the truth, and we have we have a backup plan to get the hell out of here with our lives if he turns on us. Do we have a backup plan to get the hell out of here? Well, I found that diving out windows often works. Well, is it true? I can teleport, I think. Can you or can you not teleport? This is relevant information. Well, I've only done it the one time, but it seemed to work pretty well. Is this how magic works for you? Uh, surprisingly, yes. It is weird just having sort of a vibe that you can do something and then doing it. Right? We should talk more about this, you and I. Uh, well, yes. Yes, I think that will be <laughs> a most enlightening conversation for somebody. Well, speaking of strange magical powers that just happen sometimes, uh, I do have this new thing that I can do that might be useful here. I can read minds, which means I can read Arnon's mind and maybe find out what he's thinking before we have to deal with him. Say what? I can read minds. Can you really? Would you like to see? Okay, I'm thinking of a number. What What number am I thinking of? Silva uses subtle magic, 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 magic to cast uh, Detect Thoughts on Rotan. And I assume Rotan gets a save? Rotan does not get a save, actually. This is the... it's shallow thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't probe deeper... Cool. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh no, that's too easy. It's just like you're thinking no one, 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 one. Silly holds up a si- one finger. Oh wow, that's incredible. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. She looks at him. 
he's thinking one, one, one. one. <laughs> she holds up the same finger again. Oh wow! I thought I'd trick you there. Oh, I guess you can read minds. That is, that is, that is very impressive. Of course, now I can't do it again until tomorrow. But <laughs> we're not meeting our Donna until tomorrow, right? I mean, we can probably meet him whenever we want. I think I vote tomorrow. Yeah, that's how crime lords operate. <laughs> <laughs> Open door policy. I don't know. I've never had difficulty with this before. Well, here's a good plan then. We go in there. We talk to him. I will listen to whatever he is thinking and if it sounds like he's about to destroy us signal 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 ah i understand and he taps the side of his and she looks at mist do you understand do i understand do you understand signal yeah no i i was there for that (laughs) i remember what that means i get the reference to last season okay well that that's does anyone have a better plan than this of just being prepared to run like hell if we get stuck in there? I mean, not really. I think it is an excellent plan. Very well, then. And she grabs her beer and takes a long drink. Now, on a more relevant note, does anybody know what this does? <laughs> and Roshan pulls <laughs> a circlet out of his bag and puts it onto the table. What is that? Uh, it's, um, I, I'm not quite sure. I think I'm supposed to wear it on my head. Uh, we got it off of a person named Doug. A person named Doug? Do you know anything else about this Doug besides his name? Well, he's dead. (laughs) Well, do you want to think about his life before he died? (laughs) Is he a wizard? Uh, he was some sort of uh, wizardy person, yes. Oh, interesting. So I cast Detect Magic on it. Mist releases his uh, wine glass, which seems to hang in the air for a moment and then set itself on the table. And he reaches for the circlet. Here, give me ten minutes. I'll figure it out. No need. I already figured it out. You figured out what? It's magical. It's some sort of enchantment. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll figure out what it does. Oh, is is that right? You're just that good? Uh, yeah. Fine. Do your magical thing. He is wearing glasses now. <laughs> he got smarter, just like we thought. Miss sets the circlet in front of him and starts muttering through the uh, identify ritual. Roton watches whatever Mist is doing with rapt attention and interest. Did you say his mind is engaged in a rapt contemplation? That's the first one of the season, people. For those those paying (laughs) attention. I knew it was, but I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) It is something known as the Circlet of Booming. And what that does is, upon activation, the Circlet of Booming will enable the wearer to speak at a volume ten times their normal level for 30 seconds. Why would you give that to him? (laughs) The effect of this boom causes a maximum of ten creatures within vocal range to fall under the Bane spell. Usual saving throws apply. Yeah, this applies to my party as well, I assume. It does. Excellent. (laughs) Oh, we're all gonna die. Very cool. Does Miss choose to impart this information to Roton? <laughs> he he starts, and then as he gets further and further along, his face just starts to drop. <laughs> like he's he's really excited at the start, and then it like, like oh, this is kind of cool. This him. is gonna make life miserable for all of us. Don't give it to him. Just don't tell him how to attune to it. He's got the jumping ring he never actually learned how to use. I'm counting on that. <laughs> I should have He's been quiet. wearing it 
I think eventually he'll just like accidentally attune to it <laughs> and not realize that he has. Oh, that is that is very interesting indeed. Well, I I I shall start wearing it right away. Rotan, Rotan, yes. please do not ever wear that circlet. Why not? Because I like my ears and I like to hear things, and the things I like to hear are not your voice ten times as volume. Well, what if I speak ten times softer while I use it? That could work. Okay, and he puts it on his head. <laughs> Don't use it in the tavern. You'll get us kicked out. I'm not using it. She leans closer. I can't hear you. What are you... Is it working? I don't think it's working. Is, is it? It's not working. It's not working. Mist just covers his ears, waiting for the uh, punchline. <laughs> signal. Signal, signal. <laughs> nope, doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> oh, that's that's too bad. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, does it look good? It does look good, yes. Well, okay. Very well, regal. That's all that matters, really. It's your very noble bearing. Well, thank you for, for doing that for me. So, uh, should we uh, meet back here uh, same time tomorrow? And then head to Arnans? Yes. Sounds like a plan. Very good. Just enough time to make funeral arrangements. Wander your way through the streets. It's a normal night in the city of Roth. People out and about pouring out of inns and taverns. You hear music and laughter and merriment. Once you get down to the docks, things become a bit quieter. You scamper up into your new hidey hole, checking to make sure that none of your various alarms have been triggered. Do notice as you're passing through that they've all been triggered. You come into the room a bit wary because you're not sure who or what has been in here. You have a momentary thought that Celine is here, but then you shake your head thinking that's not possible. You stalk your way into the loft part of the warehouse where you've been spending most of your time, and you come upon Trevor tangled up in a long length of rope and he's sprawled out on the floor trying to untangle himself. I'm picturing like a cat that's been playing with a yard. Kind of. Trevor, what the what is going on? Oh, uh, hey, 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 Mara, I mean, uh, Mara. Silway? Um, Silway, sorry, I just, it's, it's hard. Um, uh, (laughs) hi. Trevor, are, are you the only one here? Has anyone else come by? Oh, uh, no, um, just me. I I couldn't remember how to open the door, like, with the lock thing you put on. So I uh, I came in through the secret way. And then you got tangled up in the ropes? Well, um, uh, he grows scarlet red. Well, um, no, I was, uh, I, I was practicing, like, if you were, like, if somebody was, like, tied up and they they needed to escape i I was practicing how to how to escape okay well here's a tip for that if you tie yourself up it's a lot easier to get out than if someone else ties you up so this is pretty useless oh you know that's that's a good point so so way all right just hold still 
And she pulls out a very sharp-looking wicked dagger and looms menacingly over him. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, I think I can do it. No, no, you can't. Hold on. And she deftly, like, slashes at the ropes in coming inches from his face. He closes his eyes as the knife flashes by and lets out a small little squeal. Ah. All right, stand up, stand up. You're fine. You're only a little bit cut. Just stand up. Thank, thank you, Mara. He slowly stands up, dusts himself off. Um, how, uh, how's everyone doing? How is your meeting? Ugh. Well, the short version is we're all screwed. We're going to a oh. meeting tomorrow that we might not walk out of. Oh? And I need an escape plan, which I don't have. Um. Maybe you can help me with this. Oh. If you had to go to a meeting with a very powerful person, like, like Celine, maybe. And there was a chance that you would she would try to kill you in that meeting. What would you do to prepare to get out of it? I would just run away. I just wouldn't go. You wouldn't go to the meeting at all? No. But then they'd make me go. And then I would sit there and I would be very quiet and very still. And I'd hope that they forgot about me. You might be wiser than you realize. Oh. I could just not go to the meeting. Uh, that's That's what I would do. I mean, sure. Could run away again. I ran away from Nightfall, I can run away again. I don't know where I'd um, go, but somewhere. Could 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 I come with you? Well but where would we go? I I don't know. We could we could jump on a boat. I I've heard sailors talk about the corridor. Oh the corridor well the person we're talking to is serves the master of the corridor, so that might be more dangerous than oh. just staying here. Um, I don't know. I, I, I always, running away is a good default, but I need to stop doing that. I always do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I know you followed me up here, hoping to join us in whatever adventures we do, but if I don't survive tomorrow, I guess you're on your own. Sorry. Um, don't say that, Mara. I mean, Silway. I, I just, I don't know what I would do if... If something happened to you... You don't know what you would do. I... I would be... His eyes start to water. I... I... I don't even want to think about that. Oh my god, do not start crying right now. That's the last thing I need. I'm... I'm... I'm sorry, Mara. I... I just... You're right. I need to be brave. You'll be okay. Yes, you need to be brave. Yes, we'll all be fine. I... I I'm sure I'll leave the meeting tomorrow and... I'll come back and we will figure out the next thing to do. I don't know where we will go or what we'll do, but something. And and you can come along if you try not to cry so much. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. I. I'll try. I'll, I'll really try. Can I cry if I I'm in a lot of pain? Only if I'm not around. Okay. Why would you be in a lot of? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, I need to think of a plan. So. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll leave you be. Um, I'm just gonna practice my knots some more. Okay. If you need it, if you get in trouble again, seriously, just grab a knife. It's way easier than trying to untie ropes. Um, that's a good idea. I don't have a knife. You don't have a knife? What no. kind of thief are you? I don't like hurting people. Well, the you can ropes don't feel pain. True. I don't think. 
seriously, Trevor, hold on, hold on a second. And she reaches down and grabs one of her dozen knives that she's probably got on her somewhere and, and tosses it to him. Here, that one's for you. Okay, hold on, I need to roll to see if he catches. Oh god, is that, am I going to stab Trevor? Every time you throw a knife. He deftly snatches it out of the air. Ooh. Almost with a surprising dexterity. She grins. Um, thanks, 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 Mara. Uh, so way. Um, so way. Why are you called so way? Why am I called so way? Because it's my name. Why are you called Trevor? Well, um, because my mom named me Trevor after my, um, grandfather, who was also named Trevor. But you were Mara. I was Mara to the Thieves Guild, but before that I was Sudway. That was the name my mother gave me. Oh, where, where's your mother? Far away, I assume. If, if, if we had to leave here, why, why don't we go there? Because I'm not welcome there. Well, that's not true. I am welcome there. I don't want to go there. There's... <laughs> that I, I left there for a reason. And... That's that's all I want to say about that right now. I'm I'm sorry, Mar. So wait, I I didn't mean to to bring up. I, I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine, Trevor. It, it's fine. Maybe someday. Okay. Maybe if I survive this thing tomorrow, I'll tell you more. But oh oh okay. And she kind of stalks off uh, in a bit of a a slump. Not a slump. What's the word? I don't know. A huff. No, that's not more angry. She's more sad than angry. Anyways. No, her head hanging low like one of the Peanuts characters. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> Does she just roll away? <laughs> <laughs> she just melts into so, a blob and slings off. Yeah. Tre- Trevor watches her go. And as he does so, he just kind of looks down at the floor and then he goes, Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> well, we know what Trevor's been doing all week. <laughs> rises over Roth. It is a perfectly lovely day. You wake up fairly early before the town starts to wake up in earnest. Uh, By the time you're out on the streets, uh, people are just starting to set up their stalls in the marketplace. You make your way back to the House of Swords and you see a I don't know, looks like a shabbily dressed person passed out face down on the bar. And uh, nobody else besides the barkeep who is in the process of cleaning glassware. And Rotan, you're still up in your room. Gruber is in his room or the barn or wherever he is. And so are you bringing Trevor along or is he going to stay put? Um, I told him to stay put for his own safety and to flee the city if I didn't re- uh, return to him by the end of the day. Okay, so Mist, you walk in and you find the scene as I described. 
I will just say, uh, OOC, uh, the person passed out on the bar is in fact your monk. Yeah, no, that's what I figured. <laughs> so you walk oh, in and man. the barkeep looks up. Um, how may I help you, sir? Just here meeting a few friends. Are they members of the club, sir? Uh, pretty sure one of them is. Uh, very good, sir. And his name, sir? Uh, Rotan uh, Von Bastard. Oh, yes, Mr. Von Bastard. Delightful gentleman. Please have a seat. Would you like some breakfast? Ooh, absolutely. Very good, sir. So he goes into the back and starts preparing breakfast. I have definitely tipped this guy generously over the course of my stay, oh, I'm so sure. I'm going to remove some gold pieces from my inventory. <laughs> okay, so after some time, he returns with a very well-prepared uh, breakfast of steak and eggs, and he sets it down in front of you, Mist, and he sets down a glass goblet and fills it with water, and then he says, um, I wonder, sir, if you would be interested in trying uh, a very rare uh, commodity from the south. It is called orange juice. Afraid I'll have to take a pass on that one. Very good, sir. Enjoy, and let me know if there's anything else you require. Absolutely. And so he returns behind the bar and continues his busy work. Missed, uh... Takes out a pair, takes out his pair of glasses, puts them on, wiggles them slightly, and then motions to the uh, steak, which proceeds to start cutting itself. <laughs> I think Sylvia enters upon this scene. Is she greeted at the door? Uh, yeah. You walk in, and the barkeep looks up and he says, "Oh, good evening." Um, yeah. I assume your hair is silver at this point. It is not. I think she's finally realized it's. She needs to preserve her spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> and, it is, and it is blonde. Yes, she looks like she belongs here, maybe. Okay. Except for the rest of her body. So, so he, he gets a very big smile on his face. He says, uh, Good morning, madam. Uh, how does this morning find you? Uh, it's kind of shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I believe I saw you last night in the company of uh, Mr. Von Bastard. Indeed, yes. I am his guest tonight, or t this morning. Uh, very good. Uh, I believe one of his other guests is dining currently. Would you care for some breakfast? Uh, yes, please. Uh, very well. Uh, I, as I, I offered this to your uh, companion, uh, we have a delicacy from the south. It is very rare in these parts. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever had it before. It is called orange juice. Orange juice. Ew, gross. I can't stand that stuff. So acidic. I see. Well, uh, very good. Then uh, steak and eggs? Or would Madame like a salad? She squints and glares at the guy. Steak and eggs. Very good. And she heads over to, to sit next to Mist and notices, is, is the steak still cutting itself? It's, it's probably almost done by now. She rolls her eyes at that. Okay. If there's a way to make a mage hand invisible, I need you to tell me about it, because that sounds really useful. Ah, uh, it's not mage hand. This is my unseen servant, Human. Human? Human. You have an unseen servant. That's... Uh, 
I'm so sick of people treating their servants as if they're just invisible. What? No. Wait. No. Tell it's... him to come out here so we can he can be part of the group. No, it's not. It. It's here right now. It. It's a spell. They have names, Mist. Yes, its name is Human. <laughs> they have real names, not the name of their race. And they have pronouns, not just it. He, she, these are how the pronouns work in this language. Yes, I know, but I'm not talking about a sentient being. You're, you don't think your servants are sentient? It, def, it decidedly is not. <laughs> I think Rotom comes in at this point. <laughs> Ah, Mr. Bastard. Good morrow to you. Ah, uh, good morning. How is Master Gruber this morning? Ah, uh, he is, he is, uh, same as always. So good. Very good. Yes. Delightful chap, yes. Ah, uh, sh- sh- would you like your usual breakfast, sir? Yes, yes. Ah, uh, d- two sausages, uh, two responsibly poached eggs, and, um, hash browns. And another... Juice of orange, please. Very good, sir. Your guests have arrived, sir. I took the liberty of preparing breakfast for them. Ah, hello. He says to you, too. I forget, did Miss get orange juice or no? No. Good morning, Rotan. Just explaining to Mist that servants are people, too. They are people, too. Unless they are magically conjured. Is that so? Are you sure? So all magically conjured beings are are not sentient. I'm saying this particular one. Oh, have you asked it? it what is everyone calling it? It. It's a person, <laughs> not a thing. Is is it a person? I can't see it. I assume it's around your summer. What are we talking about? <laughs> Anyways, are we ready to get to go after this uh, this meal? Ah uh, yes, yes. I I would like a little something, um, to to keep my constitution up. But yes, yes, I will be ready soon. And at that, the innkeep comes over with your breakfast, uh, immaculately prepared, just the way you like it. Oh, excellent! And a goblet of orange juice, which he sets before you. I flip him a gold piece. <laughs> I assume our plan is still uh, still the same as it was uh, yesterday. Well, such as it was, the plan to alert you with any sense of danger, and then we all just flee randomly and hope for the best. Very well. Sounds like an excellent plan. Uh, yes, well, uh, I, I have nothing to add. We should probably set a rendezvous point if this all goes poorly. That's true. Let's meet back here. <laughs> Maybe a place where we haven't been seen regularly? Well, you should avoid the greedy goblin, then. It's where Sheila hangs out. I also have a hideout down by the docks. Because that worked out so well last time. Yeah, how many people know about this one? As far as I am aware, zero. Well, two. Me and Charber. There is also a um, an old temple that I know of that is currently uh, rather empty at the moment. A temple? Yes. That could work. A fish. Fish temple. Yeah. Fish temple? Yes. Okay, I like this plan. <laughs> All right. Fish temple it is. <laughs> They'll never suspect us the fish temple. Very good. It's um it's it's on uh Maple Street. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Squints. Now I think you're making this up. 
I I actually do not remember the name of the street. <laughs> so so it exists, but you don't know how to find it. Oh, I know how to find it. I just don't remember uh, uh, what the street names are. It's the Temple of the Fish. Down in the Temple District. I assume. Next to Temples are Us. Okay. Rotan, was this perhaps down by the, the God's Way? Oh, that's that's the one. Yes. That's good enough. We can find it from there. There's, look for the a fish temple. I assume there's not more than one fish temple. There's like, um... And like the signs partially crossed out or something. Fish temple, sign crossed out. If all goes to crap, we go there. Yes, I think this is good. Good enough for me. So, you are just finishing your breakfast when uh, all of a sudden um, Gruber bursts in the door. Oh, sir! Oh, sir, I did it! I, I, I did it, sir! I did it! Did what, Gruber? I fixed it, sir! Oh, it took me all night, but I fixed it. You fixed, uh, you, what did you fix? Oh, come on out and see, sir. Oh, very good. Uh, lead the way, Gruber. Oh, yes, sir. You get up and you follow a very energetic and happy Gruber. And he leads you to where the carriage is parked. And it looks like he's, it, it's taken him a while, but he eagerly points to the side of the door of the carriage. And where it once had a very ornate D, Gruber has somehow banged it and bent it to form an R. <laughs> Did he like just add like two lines on the bottom of the D? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, it maybe I think eventually, but I, you, you see that it's that was not his first oh, okay. attempt, because it looks like it's been wrenched around and twisted and bent, and but it does form a very crude but uh, distinguishable R. Ah! Oh. oh, it's it's an R, sir, for for Rotom, sir. Oh, that's that's for me. That's for my oh, yes, name. Sir. Oh, yes, sir. Well, that is very impressive, yes. No, I think I think it's important that everyone knows who's in it, don't you, sir? I, I, well, uh, at, at the moment, yes, yes. Yes, that's, that's very good, yes. Maybe we should get a top so we can cover it up if we need to, but, uh, but yes, no, that is very impressive. Very good, very good work. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, sir, if you want, I could, I could spend a day finding a top, sir. Uh, uh, yes, yes, that'll be useful. You never know when, when one might, might need a top. Uh, uh, yeah, have a gold piece. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, sir, I think, I think I may need a few more gold pieces to get, to get a top. Not for me, sir, you know, but, but for the, um, for the top. Ah, oh, well, very well. Have another gold piece. Um, okay, thank you, sir. Oh, hello, Mr. Cat. It's just Miss. Hello, um, Mara. No, Silway. Really, Gruber, you too? <laughs> oh, I like your new glasses, Mr. Cat. It's just missed. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm bringing it back. 
Um, but thank you. Oh, but they're very nice. Oh, and Miss, I love your hair. That's it's very pretty hair. Well, it looked the same before, but I like it. It's terrible. Oh, okay, if you say so. Um, sir, uh, sir, will you need the carriage today, sir? Oh, um, hmm. Will we be needing the carriage today? <laughs> As you both just stare at this carriage you've never seen before. Rotan, when did you get a carriage? Uh, we, um, we found it. Found a carriage? Yes. Yes, and I was worried that, that somebody had, um, had, uh, had accidentally, uh, left it there. So, so we went looking for the person who might have left it there, and, and, um, and, uh, uh, it turned out they were trying to, to kidnap me, and, and, uh, and so we, we killed them, and, uh, and so I guess the carriage is ours now. She's staring blankly at Rota. <laughs> you, you killed someone and stole their carriage. No. No, that's I what don't, I heard. that's not how I remember it. Oh, no, it wasn't like that at all there, ma'am. It was very, you see, I got kidnapped by my cousin Doug, and then um, Rotong came in, and then there was fire, and um, things got really loud, and um, he saved me. There's some fury too. Oh yes, it was very scary. Your cousin Doug was a oh, wizard yeah. who gave Rotan a circlet. Um, well, I don't know about the circlet, but yeah, he's he was a wizard. Rotan, what the hell have you been doing for the past week? Oh, you know, this and that. Murdering wizards and stealing their carriages. Being a hero. Oh, yeah, he's big hero. Alright, we, we don't have time for this. She's shaking her hand. If, if we show up to Arnon's place in a carriage, he's going to think we're spending his money or giving the wrong impression, I think. Ah, that is an excellent point. So, I recommend we show up in, in humbled fashion. Very good. Uh, Gruber, maybe, uh, maybe take the carriage over to the, uh, fish temple. Oh, um, okay, sir. Uh, oh, you think there's anybody there anymore, sir? I, uh, I do not think there is, no. Okay, I don't know. Sir. Is there? I don't remember, sir. I think you killed them all. Yes, I think we did, yes. Um, um, should I get... Shall I get the boy, sir? Uh, who? Um, Travis, sir. Oh, ah, uh, hmm. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, maybe you should. Uh, yes, yes, you should go pick up Trevor. That would be excellent. Um, okay, um, where is he? He's in a warehouse down by the docks. Um, Okay. There you go. A warehouse down by the docks. <laughs> go on, go on, Gruber. I have faith in um, you. Okay, um, okay, okay, sir. Go for. Watch out for the traps. Oh, um. <laughs> oh, okay. He uh, walks away, looking more c- confused than usual, uh, and begins to harness the horses to the carriage. Um. Yes. Well, we should all. Uh... Perhaps we should head to uh, Arnon's place forthwith. Forward ho! And we ho forward.
Hi everyone, welcome to season two of Multiclass Theater. Uh, we hope you're enjoying our uh, season kickoff here. Premiere, that's what we call it, season premiere. Hope you enjoyed our interludes as well. We had a lot of fun getting to play different weird characters. Who knows, maybe they'll show up again sometime in the future. Uh, we do want to, before we get back to the action, thank uh, some of the people who helped make those interludes happen and who have helped make uh, season one happen. And uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Diana, who has that list. So I want to thank a couple people who did uh, voices for first of the interlude episodes, uh, which is um, Herding Cats. And uh, I want to thank uh, Jeremy Kleinhans, who is the GM and producer of the Midnight Kingdoms podcast. He did the voice of Cat Sith and did a fantastic job. And then I would also love to thank my spouse, Ayelsa, who did the voice of the bear and the monkey in that episode as well. Uh, I hope to have both of them back soon to do other voices. So uh, I guess that's all the thanks I have. Um, I think we just want to remind you again, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, Please uh, rate and review us on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you're finding this podcast. Uh, the reviews really help. We enjoy reading them and they help other people find our work. And also hit us up on Twitter at uh, MCT Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Multiclass Theater. And we have a Patreon patreon backslash multi-class theater um also i'm in the process of getting the website up and running which may or may not be live by the time you hear this and the patreon should have uh, new bonus content by the time this airs yes so there's already two episodes no one episode the microscope's not up there right so it's just but there is a our episode zero is up there and we have an exciting and thrilling and very, very funny backstory episode featuring Broton when he was a wee lad. It is amazing. I'm going to... Oh, you have to hear this thing. It's traumatizing. <laughs> in, in all the best ways. I get to play a giant lizard, so I'm happy. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> so, uh, that's all I have. Anybody have anything else? Super excited for the new season. Very excited for the new season. Uh, thank you all for listening. Stay healthy out there. Stay well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for listening. All right, let's get back to it. Make your way across the town to the old district of row houses and cobblestone streets. You find your way into Crescent Lane. It looks a little different this time around. Maybe it's just because you feel different. I'm a silly strides ahead and says, let me go first. Uh, if we can find Sheila. She and I have a, a relationship now. Very well. And she goes up to the door and knocks and presents herself. You knock on the door, and you're not waiting long before you hear a voice from inside saying, Hold on a second, I'm coming. And the door opens, and standing there before you in 
in even louder robe than before, is Sheila. Oh, my God, look at you. Oh, you kept the hair. I'm so happy. Doll, I'm so happy. I was worried you were going to go back to that ugly shag thing, but I'm so, so happy that you left it. I'm going back to the shag thing as soon as I can. And on a related note, can you cast Dispel Magic? Hold that thought for a second. And she kind of pushes you aside and walks down the steps towards Rotom. Hello, gorgeous. I am so relieved. And she walks up to you, Rotom, and she puts her hands, like, on your chest. And she's like, I was so worried about you. Like, you don't even know. Well, that's very kind of you to uh, to have worried about me. Uh, but no, we're fine. We're, we're all fine here. How are you? Well, you know, I'm doing all right. I, um... I had some business to take care of earlier this week. Thankfully, I found somebody to help me. I got rid of a troublemaker. It was it was the whole thing. I'll tell you about it. Do you want to have dinner tonight? I can tell you the whole story. It's really entertaining. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Oh, my God. I know the perfect restaurant. Sheila, Sheila. I love a good story. Did your associates survive? Uh, which, which associates? The, the associates who are not me. Oh, you mean the other two that went on the ship thing? Oh, if we're using plain language, then yes, those two. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, who's going to notice? The cat? He doesn't care. I don't know who's... A, this is, we're in Arnon's house. He could be listening right now. Yeah, nah, he's upstairs. He's doing his thing. So anyway, yeah, um... <laughs> his, his what? His crossword puzzle? <laughs> I really want to know what that sentence was going to be. So anyway, yeah, we heard reports. Some sailors saw this, like, flying creature dragging this halfling out into the ocean. And, like, people were like, no way. You didn't see that. There's no demons in this city. And then other people were like, yes, way. There were totally demons. They're walking among us, you know. The, you know the people in the docks. They're not very smart. So um, from what I heard, though, the two of them, they flew out to sea. And there was a boat out there. And they ended up landing on it and taking control of it and then sailing off into the distance. So, you know, I guess they're around. Maybe you'll see them someday. Yeah, I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> that would explain why Milo's show is cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad we have an explanation for that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they were, they were not very happy about that. About his show getting cancelled. But, you know, these things happen in show business. Well, is, is Arnon here? Can we talk to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good time. Missed the cat. It's just missed. Okay. You remember how you said you played bass? I've got an opening for you. Since Milo can't perform, would you be willing to go on? I suppose that kind of depends on whether or not we're alive at the end of this meeting today. Oh, don't worry about that. Arnon's a pussycat. Don't worry about him. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> tilts his head slowly and <laughs> stares at her. <laughs> What I'm, I'm asking you, do you want like, do you want to make a little bit of side money? You know, everybody needs a side hustle. I mean, I I need an instrument. I haven't, I don't have one with me. Are you actually considering playing bass in this woman's band, Miss? Well, it's not my band. It's 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 my it's my my nephew's band. Miss knows all about it. We talked about it before. Yeah, a pickup gig is a pickup gig. Are you short on cash? Because I have gold if you need it. Look, we'll work out the details later. It's not like you have an agent. I'll be your agent. I'll get you good bookings. It'll be great. We'll make a lot of money. Let's take it one at a time. 
And that's how we began the multi-class theater, The Producers, side quests. <laughs> She leads you into the townhouse and you climb up the stairs very much like you did the first time you were in the house. And she leads you up to the fifth floor and she opens the door at the top of the landing. But instead of opening into three separate rooms and the room beyond, it opens up into a single room and busy at work behind the desk is Arnon Blix. As you look across the room, you see the window is still there with the same view. You would swear that this was the same room. I'm going to use subtle metamagic to cast uh, detect magic. Uh, the entire room is magic. Uh-huh. Illusion, I assume? Uh, probably transmutation. That would make more sense. Does anything glow... In more particularly than anything else? You see the shelves are... There's a lot of individual items on the shelves. Books and other miscellaneous objects. There is a lot of magic in this room. Okay, Arnon. Hey, they're here. Would you like some tea? Maybe an ale? Something to drink? Anything? No? We'll be fine. Thank you, Sheila. Okay, well, if you do need something, just call... I'll hear ya. I'll bring it, so. Some tea would be, would be very nice. Oh, I knew you'd want some. Of course you'd want some, you tear drinker. Yes, you are. Okay. Do you like milk? Maybe a little bit of sugar? Uh, I'm not sure if you mean what I think you mean, but... Oh, silly, don't worry. We'll worry about that tonight. I meant in your tea, gorgeous. Yes, yes, that'll be nice. That'll be fine. Milk and sugar? Oh, he's got a sweet tooth, this one. Oh, yes, you do. And she winks at Rotan and turns around and walks out of the room. I see you have returned. Please, will you come in and take a seat? Uh, Rotan takes a seat. Uh, You too, my dear boy. You too, cat. Please, come, come. Mist wiggles his glasses and then sits down. Yes, those are very fine glasses, I do say so. I have a pair very similar to that, uh, that I got, uh, uh, somewhere at some time. I don't know, I forget. I've got so much, you understand. So, and he just kind of taps his fingers together. Um, how are we? Well, I'm, I'm excellent. Uh, How are you? I'm I'm doing quite well, thank you very much for asking. I don't mean this to be awkward, but do you have the rock? Rotan takes a deep breath. <laughs> we do indeed. We went to the Brotherhood, uh, we went into their inner sanctum, and we retrieved this rock from their pedestal. It was the only golden rock they had. It was the centerpiece of their ceremony, and Mist pulls the rock out of the bag of holding and thunks it on the desk. We will take our payment now. Oh, that is the rock. He reaches into his vest pocket and he pulls out a monocle. It is at this point that Selway casts uh, Detect Thoughts. You hear. Wow, how extraordinary. The craftsmanship, the precision, 
My, this is a very big rock. Not a geologist, I guess, then. <laughs> <laughs> he examines it for a minute, and then he stands up. Well, I will have to say that I am very proud of you all. Excellent. Then we are concluded here. We will have our payment, and we will go. Not only did you bring this rock here, which I imagine is worth a pretty penny, but you succeeded in destroying the entire Brotherhood. I could not have expected more. There's the shoe. Well done, indeed. Oh, thank you. Yes, you were very good. And the squid monster? Oh, that was real. I had heard rumors. So you knew about it before you sent us in? Well, I had heard rumors, don't you know? Rumors, you know, one must always qualify. Yeah, you also heard rumors about the rock to begin with. But you told us all about that. Well, yes, but I suspected that was a fake. In fact, I believe I told you uh, that it possibly was a fake before you went. No, you said that if it wasn't magical, you'd kill us. No, I think I believe what I said is if you didn't take the job, I would kill you. No, that was that was definitely we have to take the job or you'll kill us. And if and I said, what if the rock isn't as special as you think it is? And it was again. Well, that's your problem. I'm pretty sure if we had a way of, of say, going back to that moment in time and listening to it again, I do think Ardon may be correct here. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I'm just very proud of you both. Oh, you all. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to exclude you, miss. You see, they've been the thorn in our side for quite some time. And as far as the squid monster, as you called it, well, you know, these things happen. No, no, they don't. That's the thorn in If these people have been a thorn in your side, that's the thorn, okay? They're a bunch of, they're nothing but a bunch of drunks and, uh, well, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, you know, to each their own, but, uh, they're just a kind of gross social club it's the it's that creature that's if they've been a problem it's been that creature that's been the problem how have they been a thorn in your side you see they are also the uh how does one say in today's uh, parlance the movers and shakers of the city they owned a lot of land and they controlled quite a bit of the city. They are now gone, and we are free to uh, buy up their holdings at a very, very good price. Because they've all burned to the ground, and Mist looks, s s stares daggers at Rotan. Well, yes, the fire was a lovely touch. I commend you for that. I did not expect you had it in you. I had hoped... I'd hope dearly that you would, but it warmed my heart to hear about it. Ah, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Arnon? Uh, yes, yes, my what dear. What do you know about the brotherhoods, the previous owners of Griffin's Perch? Oh, the family of, um, from Tyr, the Tyrans. Uh, not much, I'm afraid. I know they owned it for a very long time. And for some reason, they sold it. I wish I had known. 
Oh, I've been alive then, and I would have bought it because it is a very good piece of real estate. In fact, I wonder who... Ooh, I shall have to make a note to myself. You see him raise a finger, and a quill on his desk begins to write down a note. Yes, I, I very much would like to have that piece of land. You say uh, the squid monster, did you kill it? No. Not yet. We'll deal with that in good time. I wonder if that could drive down the price. I mean, who'd want to live in a place with a squid monster? So this was all a real estate venture, really? Well, not so much real estate, real estate, political destabilization. It's a, it's a whole big thing. Hold on a minute, I... I'm not sure I like the sound of that political destabilization. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, it's simply that, you know, there are certain people who feel a certain way about things. And there are other people who feel a different way about things. And, you know, sometimes the people who feel a different way about things um, need to go to um, uh, extra measures to convince those that disagree with them to see things their way. Silly rolls her eyes in a very obvious fashion. Yes, yes, people disagree and see things and do things. How about you get some specifics here, Arnon? Well, um, that is not for you to know or really care about. That is my business. You no. have been hired to do a job and you have done it very well. Are his thoughts revealing anything other than what he's saying? No, no, they're basically what he's saying. So you wanted us to destabilize a powerful institution in Nightfall. Oh, that was no, your whole you've... purpose. Well, um, yes, if, if, if I'm being honest, yes. And you brought, we brought you this large chunk of solid gold ore. Yes, yes, I'm very grateful for that. Are we concluded then? I believe Rotan had gotten some tea. Yes. Uh, so I guess that's all that remains. Um, if, if you'd be so kind, uh, my dear, uh, Mist, would you mind putting the rock, uh, up on this shelf? And he gestures to a space on the shelf, which looks like it has been cleared to hold the rock. How much does the rock weigh? Uh, it's over five pounds if you're going to mage hand it. Oh, no, not going to mage hand it. I'm going to... Oh, it's probably... I would say like 150 pounds. Ah, yeah. Holy then. crap. Can I get an assist from Human? So I don't know if that means they, if you want me to, if I, get, if I can get advantage with that or. Yeah, you could do the advantage on that. Uh, oh, good. Natural 20. Okay. So go ahead and describe. Mist puts one paw on it um, and makes a subtle gesture with his, with his other paw uh, to which Human puts both of its hands on either side, and then together they lift it up. So it looks like Mist is basically doing this effortlessly with one hand. As this happens, Arnon's eyebrows go up. Well, that is very impressive. He's much stronger than he looks. Thank you very much. Very much. Uh, Mr. Cat, I... Mist. It's just Mist. Uh, yes. All of a sudden the door bursts open. And Sheila comes walking in. Rotan, here's your tea. Oh, thank you very much, Sheila. Oh, you're very welcome. So tell me, do you like fondue? Uh, uh fond what? 
Don't worry, I think you'll love it, Bonview. Okay. I know a place. It's down. It's it's in the you know it's in the, it's in the nice part of town. I wouldn't steer you wrong. So we'll go. We'll have some fondue, and you know we'll get to know each other a little better. Okay. Uh, I am. I am excited to try new things. Yes. Of course you are. I know you. Are. I knew you were adventurous. Yes. Sheila, that is quite enough. Oh, you. <laughs> and Sheila walks out of the room, closing the door behind her. Oh, you, you megalomaniac, you. <laughs> Miss, you get the rock on the shelf. It looks perfect there. As if much like the window itself, the room was designed around it. Oh, yes, that looks very good there. I am most grateful for you. It really pulls the room together. Sylvie slaps her hands on her knees and s- starts to stand up. Very well, we're concluded. We will take our money and we will go. Ah, uh, yes, very good. Here is, uh, I believe we settled on a thousand gold pieces apiece. That sounds about right. And he pulls out three sacks and sets them down on top of the desk. One for each of you. You may count it if you'd like, though I confess I consider it. Most dishonorable and untrustworthy if you did. Trust me, it is all there. I I don't have any reason to count it. Because I can't. Suway <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, picks up her bag of gold and bounces it in her hand and weighs it. And she's like, yeah, that's about right. Well, this is, this is most generous of you. Uh, so I, uh, I am, I am, uh, I'm very thankful that you, uh, you selected me for this job, and I am glad we carried it out to your satisfaction. Oh no, the pleasure and honor was all mine. I, I hope we can work together again someday. Thank you, thank you, uh, for, for, uh, for giving us this, this chance to destroy a demon. Uh. It is my pleasure. Uh, To all of you, really. Might I say, before you go, my dear, that hair looks very fetching on you. Uh, Don't remind me. And she closes her eyes and balls her fists and concentrates, and it turns back to its silver, shaggy color. (laughs) Oh, my word. That, hmm, very curious. Never mind, never mind. Um, I believe our business has been concluded. I, uh, Sheila will see you out. Um, should I have, uh, other work for you, I'm sure. I'm sure I will find you. I'd rather you didn't. If you hear anything uh, about the demon, let me know, please. Of course. I shall make inquiries. I would be very grateful. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, Rotan, uh, good, good lady, and Mr. Cat, farewell, and thank you once again. Silly turns on her heel abruptly and heads for the door. As you reach the door, the door opens under on its own accord. Rotan bows deeply and, and will leave. Before you can go down to the second floor and first and then out the door, you hear a voice from a room off of the landing call to you and say, Hey, over here, how'd it go? It was nice knowing you, Sheila. So long. But uh, So rude. It's weird. This one's very sassy. I'll tell you all about it tonight, Sheila. Oh, okay. That's right. I will see you at seven. 
I'll pick you up for some fondue. Very good. Uh, where, where, where are we going? Uh, don't you worry. Just, Rotan, don't worry anything complicated. All right. <laughs> you start walking down the stairs. You turn, come to the landing, and out the door into the street beyond. Sylvia takes a deep breath and sighs and holds up the sack of gold. See, that wasn't so bad. It's much better than expected, indeed. Rotan, are you really going to dinner with Sheila tonight? I am a man of my word. I, uh, I would not go back now. I mean, I don't see why you two couldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go now. <laughs> I really do. If I can find a reason to do it in character. It's definitely... <laughs> Rotan doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, he's definitely inviting you to. I do not know what this fawn do is, but... Uh, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, if you would like to try it, uh, then you should come, uh, come by at, at seven. Yes. No, I've, I've had it before. Fondue is, is melted cheese in a pot with and some boiling water for cooking meat on sticks. It's, it's all very fancy, but it's just meat and cheese. Uh, hold on a second. Do thieves guilds have fondue regularly? Is, no. Is this a thing? Where, where have you had this fond? In sight, in sight, in sight, in sight. Roton's finally catching on. Uh, oh. <laughs> that is a. <laughs> 14 minus 1, 13. Let's see. Okay, let me see how she's going to respond. She's, she's going to deceive Roton, so he'll roll a deception check and see how well she does it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I uh, there's, I mean, fondue is a regional specialty in in Nightfall. So and yeah, the, the thieves guild throws, um, you know, parties once in a while, and and they're very fancy. They're dress up parties, and I've been to been to those. Hmm. Silway, Mara, Rotan. Where have you really had this fondue? He says in an accusatory way. I... In Tyr. Where I was from before Nightfall. We had fondue in Tyr. Yes. And? and it, it was delicious. The chocolate wasn't. Where, where in Tyr can one get this fondue? Oh, on the sixth level. It's pretty common up there. It has levels. I believe it has tears. Oh, that makes sense to me now. Indeed. Wait. But the spelling doesn't make sense. <laughs> the spelling makes much more sense in, in Tiran. It's just a, it's a quirk of the common language that they have similar sounding names. Oh. Oh. Well, okay, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> well, I I should go and, and, um, and go uh, change into something not... Complicated. Rotan? I. You might want to put on something complicated. Okay. You might need the extra defense. I, uh. I. Hmm. Well, well, well. We'll see. We'll see where the mood takes me. You know, now that we're extra rich, maybe we can splurge for a night, get some fondue, and watch the show. You know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. She grins mischievously. <laughs> Shall we, shall we meet back at the fondue restaurant? 
Sounds like a plan. You are assembled in the main area of the House of Swords. It's starting to pick up. Many people are sitting at tables, eating dinner, drinking. The monk from yesterday is back down in his usual seat at the bar. The woman who was playing chess with Rotan is standing next to him, talking to him quietly. The rest of you are waiting for Sheila to arrive. When Gruber comes downstairs, it takes you a second to try to figure out what's different about Gruber. And you realize that he has tried to brush his hair. And it is slicked down and parted over to the side. And it still looks very greasy. But it's almost like he looks fancy. After a few minutes, Sheila comes walking in. She is dressed in a red velvet robe with matching burgundy lipstick. Her glasses, you notice, are... They sparkle as if they've been bejeweled. And her hair is immaculately quaffed. Oh my god, Rotan, you look so handsome. And she extends her hands and you can tell her nails have been freshly polished. Rotan is definitely wearing his chainmail. <laughs> uh, like, Hello, Sheila. You look lovely today. How you? So, her hand is just hanging out midair, as if she wants you to take it or kiss it. Uh, he takes it. Oh. And she puts her other hand on top and, of his. And bows. Oh. oh, look how gonna make me blush. Are you ready, Rotan? You ready to go? It's not too far, but, you know, we should try to hail, like, you know, a, a cab. I am. Uh, I invited all of my friends. Any gestures? <laughs> Gruber's standing there nervously, looking down, fidgeting with his hands. You... Uh, but Rotan, this was gonna be our little, you know, our little dinner. <laughs> Gruber's more self-aware than I thought. No, no, that's... <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do with them all watching? Well, uh, have fun do, probably. Tell no, you, you right, we're going to have fun do. Is, is it that? Yes. <laughs> she looks over at the group of you. <sighs> all right. But they got to take their round cab. Well, there's clearly too many, too many of us to fit into one cab. So, yes, that, that makes sense. Oh, um, sure. Um. I would be honored to drive you and the lovely woman on your date, sir. That is true. Oh, Sheila, would you like to take my carriage? Oh, yes. Oh, of course you've got a carriage. Look at you. I would be honored. I usher her out the door uh, to the carriage. Gruber sneaks out of the door in front of you and then walks to the side and opens the door like a his impression of a proper valet. Oh, well, thank you, Aunt Chuba, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And she climbs into the carriage. I follow. Follow, and you sit down next to Sheila as she scooches a little bit closer to you. And she starts talking just 
about her day and about everything. And she's gesturing wildly with her hand. And then she claps her hands together and she puts her hand down on your knee. Oh, bro, Tom, we're going to have such a good time. I, I just know it. Excellent. I do like a good time. As they're pulling away, Trevor comes running up to the inn. Oh, sorry I'm <laughs> Oh, sorry I'm late. It took me a little bit to I lost track of time and um Oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> We're wearing the same thing. Um Mara <laughs> Trevor, it, he's <laughs> Miss be, be nice. I, Stop uh, messing with him. I didn't I didn't know he was coming along. No, it's fine. Hang on. Uh... <laughs> Mara! Silly pats Trevor on the shoulder. It, it'll be okay. Trust me, he's he's weird, but you'll get used to him. What? What? What is it? It's just mist. He taps his hat and turns into... How about Desmond the Butcher from, uh... <laughs> from way back when? He was alright. We like Desmond. Um... Is, is Desmond dressed like a butcher? It's the same face, but just dressed, you know, appropriately for... An evening meal. So he has an apron on. No, to eat the meal, not make it. <laughs> so, so can't slap you through the microphone. <laughs> Trevor's dressed in, in what he thinks is a very posh-looking outfit and actually is slightly gaudy and ill-fitting, but he's wearing, like, an actual tie around his neck, which he keeps pulling at. It's more like he has a fancy ribbon tied around his neck, and he keeps pulling at that because he's clearly never been dressed up in fancy clothes before. Um, okay. This is a weird dinner, Mara. All right, Trevor, look, we're going to have some fun. How do you feel about stalking people? Oh, um, I don't think I'm dressed for that. So I sound so excited. <laughs> You'll be fine, Trevor. We're not going to be too much sneaky. Come on, we just, let's follow that carriage. Okay. Mist, come with me. Let's follow the carriage. Okay. We have we have to see this. <laughs> okay. You, um, I, I'll try to. I don't think it's going to matter because Sheila's not paying attention. She's only paying attention to Rotan. Uh, is Rotan looking around at all, or is he just? Uh, yeah. No, he's looking around. Okay. So give me a perception check, and then um, Silway, give me and Mist, give me stealth checks. That's that's a three minus one is a two. Alright. So. Twenty-two. Any uh, any advantage to my stealth check for not looking like myself? You're just walking in the open, right? Right, absolutely not, because why would I? Okay. I don't look so, like yeah, myself. So, it, uh, you don't have to make one. Silway is absolutely stalking. She's feeling playful and actually is, like, making a show of, like, darting between shadows with Trevor and, like, both of them, like, getting to be stealthy and sneaky for a change. So I picture her, like, grabbing him by the hand and then dragging him through the streets, like, from shadow to shadow and around corners and peeking out and, and watching the carriage go and, like, being very theatrical about it. As the two of you are doing this, Silway, you are very surprised by just how good Trevor is at this. He's almost moving better than you are. In fact, I think he probably is since he rolled a 25. She is duly impressed by this. She is grinning from ear to ear, like watching how surprisingly good Trevor is at this uh, sneaky, roguish skill. You follow behind, and Rotan is oblivious as usual, and Sheila's just talking his ear off. So anyway, I grew up in the Bramble. Did you go to the Bramble when you were in Nightfall? There's not much there now, but they used to have a very nice outdoor market where they'd sell like antiques and stuff. But not so much anymore. It's kind of gotten run down. 
Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's kind of up. You know what the thieves skill is? Well, of course you know what the thieves guild is. You've had a whole thing there. But I did. like Yes, I heard about that. You were very impressive. You know, they're still talking about that little speech you gave. Oh, good. Yes, it was very persuasive. I was very proud of that speech. You should be. Yes. That was very good thinking on your part. You're a very smart cookie. I don't care what they say. Well, thank you. Wait. So, uh... After a few minutes, you arrive at a very quaint-looking restaurant on the side of one of the canals. So, wait, you believe that you passed this on your way to the ship on your little side adventure. There are several tables set up on a small terrace that overlooks the canal. Once the carriage stops, Gruber hops down and opens the door and sucks in his gut, trying to look all very proper. And Sheila climbs down, waits for Rotan to climb down, then walks to the maitre d' or the owner of the establishment. Hello, Jacques. You know the usual table. So a Mist and Trevor. Why am I saying Trevor? I'm Trevor. Uh, you see them disappear into the <laughs> restaurant, climb the stairs, and a moment later you see them appear on the terrace. And they get a table which looks like the best table which overlooks the canal and the lamps that line the street. So, after, sit down, Rotan, here, let me pull your chair out. Oh, and no, pulls... no, please let me. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they both put a hand on the back of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay. She stands there expectantly, waiting for you to pull her chair out. He pulls her chair out. Uh, it's very gentle. You're, you're such you're so chivalrous. And then so she sits down. Uh, yeah, and he like pushes the chair in a little bit. Uh, she oh. sits down. <laughs> Thank you. And he goes over and he sits down across from Gasson, the usual bottle of red, bottle of white from Vinland. You know the good stuff. I assume this is a fancy restaurant that has a dress code. Uh, well, I mean... Yes, people are dressed well in this establishment. So we will pause for a moment and tell Trevor, oh, hold on one second, I need to do something. And then she's going to cast uh, Alter Self on herself to dress herself in a way that is ex- not ex- uh, very appropriate for whatever venue this is. Oh, oh, Mara. Oh, sorry, so you look... You look really good. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, I do want to change one thing, and she, her hair, uh, switches back to its its gray color again. Um, a little cleaner than usual, and longer than usual. I think it's down to like mid back or something. So she looks she looks pretty good, and she looks like she's cleaned up. And and she approaches the the maitre d. Yes, hello. What can I do for you? 
<laughs> uh, my companions and I need the table, please. Do you have a reservation? We do not, but perhaps we do. And she palms a, a couple of gold pieces over to the guy. Yes, um, uh, I see your name right here on the list. Just a moment. Would you like to dine inside or outside? Oh, somewhere near to the uh, the gentleman or lady who just entered would be great. Not not too near, but near enough to see. Uh, very good. If you will follow me. And she gestures to her companions. Come on, let's go. Oh, okay. Wow, this is really fancy. They have napkins and everything. Yep. Very fancy. Trevor looks very uncomfortable as he climbs the stairs. The waiter leads you to a table on the other side of the terrace. So you're about maybe 20 feet away from Rotan and Sheila. Are you making any effort to hide yourselves or... I mean, obviously Mist is not looking like Mist, but... Yeah, I think she would. I think she's going to take a key from Mist and just change her appearance enough that uh, she wouldn't be recognizable. So maybe let's go with like black hair instead of silver and... Just like a different skin tone or something. Rotan, your back is to them. Okay. Just to let you know. So you're facing outwards, and Sheila's back is against the railing of the terrace. Behind you, uh, Rotan, is the canal, and you can see a short distance away. It opens up into the bay. This is a very good view. Oh, yeah, isn't it? It's so. This is my favorite table. I started coming here when I was... Well, you know, when I was a little younger, but we don't have to talk about how young. But yeah, it's amazing. And the food here, the fondue, oh, you'll die for it. It's excellent. It's a very good view. And I'm sure the food will be will be just as good. I am excited to try this fondue. Oh, uh, yeah, you've never had fondue. So I think we should have the cheese fondue to start with. And then we'll have the meat fondue, which we cook ourselves at the table. It's kind of, you know, it's kitschy, but it's fun. Okay. And then for dessert, how does chocolate-covered strawberries sound? That does sound decadent. Oh, yes, it does. You have no idea. Yeah, so I just want to rush right to dessert. But, you know, we'll eat, we'll eat. We'll get to know one another. Yes. So, Roton, tell me about your family. Ah, what would you like to know about them? I don't know. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I do. What about your parents? I know you're from Nightfall, and I know you're like nobility. That much you told me before, but, you know. I I have uh, I have six siblings. Uh, I used to have seven, but uh, but the eldest died in a tragic fox hunting accident. Uh, so now, now I only have six. I'm so sorry. So he, she reaches out and takes your hand and holds it tight. I'm so sorry. You're being very brave. Oh, it was a long time ago. But still. And she pats it. Bravery is, is second nature to me by now. Yes. The eldest died. That's that's a tragedy. So it is, yes. Do they do they all have interesting names like you do? Uh yes they do. Yes. They all they all have very good names. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And we come from a very uh a very distinguished household. Uh, near Neverwinter, if you know where that is. It's a long ways away, but it's a, it's a very well-known city. The, the, um, I've, I've been there. We've, we've talked about Neverwinter before. So, so what are your siblings' names? I'm dying to know. Ah, uh, well, uh, let me, let me figure out where I got <laughs> that information. <laughs> Let's see here. 
Uh, well, okay, so there was Wiley, Von, uh, von Bastard, the, uh, the 14th, that was his name, and uh, he, he died in, in the hunting accident, you see. Uh, that was on his birthday, too. Very tragic. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that left uh, in, in Gloriosus von, von Bastard uh, as, uh, as the eldest son. But, um, but he's been estranged now. Uh, he and, and my father uh, had a falling out. Uh, so that, that uh, leaves uh, Maligant, uh von Bastard, and she's now the, the head, of the, head of the family, yes. Oh, oh, I did not expect that. And then there's uh, Neferu, uh, Pernisha, uh, Noxious, Idiu, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Devu. Uh, as well, yes. Uh, she's she's uh, the, my uh, youngest sister. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time together when I was younger, but um, but um, she's she's gotten into some very weird things, and uh, and we've we've drifted apart a little bit. That's a very fascinating family you've got there. Yes, yes. Your oldest brother's Wiley the Fourteenth. So your father's name is Wiley. Yes. Uh, Lord Wiley von von Bastard the thirteenth, yes. Oh, so there's not going to be a fifteenth, right? Because you said he, your older brother died without having a kid. Oh yes, yes, but they might bring it back, you know, in in the next generation. They the, the families tend to do that. Fascinating. Yes, well, it's it's all rather boring to me, but uh, but um, and I uh, I used to be responsible for keeping track of uh, you know the the family archives and the family histories, and I used to like to read a lot. And and I decided one day, you know, why can't I be more like my elder brother and go off and do heroic things? So that's that's what I decided to do, and that's how I came to be here. Your elder brother who was killed in the fox hunting accident. Uh, no, no, um, the, the one, the next eldest, Ingloriosus. Oh, yes. Ingloriosus, okay, yes, he's I a, gotcha. he's a paladin too, yes. Oh, how very charming. Yes, yes, he's done many, many great and, and famous deeds. Like. Well, you're making quite a name for yourself here, Broton. And how about you, uh, do you have a family? Oh, yeah, my family's not important. I've got a brother-in-law who's a bastard, but he's dead now, so that's good. How, how long my... have you worked for, for Arnon? Oh, Lord um, Arnon, I, I'm a little unclear on, on what the title should be. No, he doesn't. He's just Arnon. Okay. He does, no, don't, don't put him up on a pedestal like everybody else does. He's just a man. How long have you known him? He's a very rich man. Oh, yeah, he's very rich. He may be the richest man in the city, except for the queen. Where, where did he, uh, did he inherit all of his money? Oh, no, he's very smart. He's self-made, then. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's not, he's very smart, very clever. Oh, excellent. What, uh, what does he do? Eh, he, you know, he does a little of this, a little of that, little racketeering. You know, he does some numbers on the side. I don't know what that means. He's very big into real estate. Ah, Housing is important. Yes, it's very important. And he's got a very smart and very good eye for property. So, you know, he's, he's, he's acquired his wealth over time. You know, and he's mixed up kind of with the patron and all that. But, you know, uh, I keep telling him, I keep saying, on and why didn't you just go off on your own? And he's like, Sheila, shut up. Uh, you know, if he'd just listened to me, he'd be so much better off. 
and you look down, Rotan, and you realize Sheila has not let go of your hand. Well, uh, that's uh, that's uh, very interesting and and very fortunate that you uh, you get to work for for a person who seems to be as enterprising and and uh, and well off as as Arnon seems to be. Perhaps you could then uh, offer me some guidance with a little problem. Earlier this week, uh, we, uh, me and, and Gruber, my, my, uh, my manservant and friend, uh, we, uh, we had to clear out a temple of some very, very bad people. And, um, and we kind of may have left the bodies there. You know what? Don't say another word. Yeah. Consider it done. We kind of assumed that, you know, after we left the, um, the local area, they would disappear when the map reset, <laughs> but they did not. Uh, so, so yeah, they're still there. They're getting very smelly. Yeah, don't worry about it. I, I know a, I know a guy. Oh, that's very straightforward, then. She squeezes your hand. Anything for you, my dear. Oh, very good. Uh... So when is the food going to arrive? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what uh, what are you doing over on your table? At your table, um, Zoey is asking Trevor. So have you ever you've never had uh, fondue? Have you? I, I've never eaten in a restaurant before. Never at a restaurant? Never? No. I mean, you know what it was like in the guild. Well, yeah, but you weren't always in the guild, right? Um, I kind of, yeah no. I, I've been in the guild since I was, um, eight. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then this will be a special night for you. Oh, it, it already is. And he blushes. And she looks over at Mist. The thing about fondue that I think you might like is they bring the meat out raw. So you could just eat it if you want. <laughs> Mist is just, <laughs> like, smirking at the whole Trevor Silway thing. <laughs> Um, do do we have to eat it raw? Oh no, you and I can cook it, but oh. the cat might like... Do you like raw meat? You probably like raw meat. Cats like raw Wait, meat. Wait, he's a cat? It's meast. It's a me, meast. <laughs> it's meast. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, oh uh, that's right. I, I, I kind of forgot. Yeah, so I don't know if you noticed, but there's this thing. We can change our appearances. Yeah, it... It's kind of scary. It's magic. Um, it turns out I have some. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Did you just kind of find it? Well, yeah, sort of. It it started happening uh, like a couple of weeks ago, honestly. And then I, I, my hair got changed by a wizard, and I've been trying to change it back ever since. And somehow that just turned into, hey, I can change more than just my hair. Well, what else can you do? Oh, um. C- can you show me something? Um, um, maybe. Uh, hold on one second. And she, is there, I assume there's torches nearby. This is probably a, a romantically lit place. Yes. Okay. Then that's what she's gonna do. She's gonna turn the the light or the the nearest torch or candle into a uh, a purple flame. And then she opens her eyes and looks at Trevor like, "I did that." You close your eyes and you open them and you watch the torchlight. And the candlelight in front of you changed purple. Then you look across over the flame at Trevor and you see his face glow in delight. And then slowly the look on his face changes from delight to horror. As you start to feel weird 
Oh, no. <laughs> and, Mist, you see next to you, seated there, on the chair, not Silway, but a potted plant. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I got my wet. God. What happened? I got t- <laughs> well, there's something you don't see every day. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um... Arcana check. Can I reverse this? <laughs> With either dispel magic or counterspell? Yeah. Wait, do you have dispel magic? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Oh, have you not, have you not asked, Mist? Now who's not communicating? Yeah, if you, if you all more. actually talk to one another. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, anyways. She's a plant. She can't respond. You, you can't. You are incapacitated for one turn. Would, would a roll of ten tell me whether on Arcano tell me whether or not I have a spell that can do anything about this? You're not sure. You think it may work. You know, obviously it couldn't hurt to try. Sure, let's 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 try it. Uh dispel magic. Oh God. <laughs> Couple things happen. First of all, Rotan, you see Sheila suddenly lean over and start looking behind you. And she says, that woman just turned into a potted plant. I'm, I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, she was just sitting there and then all of a sudden, poof, she's a plant. And then, Mist, you cast Dispel Magic. And all of a sudden, Silway, there's a pop. And you are yourself again. But you are your full self. Silver hair, regular clothes, your normal, everyday Silway. Ah, finally the hair is gone. Oh, I see what it is. What? Uh, Rotom looks over your shoulder. Your, uh, your friends are over there in the corner. Oh, yes. Yes, so they are. I don't see a plant, though. Well, the plant was... The Silway turned into the plant, and I guess now she's back. I don't know. You people are strange. Well, I I don't understand their magic. Um, Silway, uh, are you okay? Uh, um, I, 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 I don't know. That was weird. Why did that happen? I don't know, but you were a plant. I, I, I know. It was weird. Um, <laughs> Mr. Cat, why was she a plant? Uh, it's just missed, and it's because she can't control her magic because she's only just now finally started to decide that she actually does have it. But but why a plant? I don't know. I thought I, I thought I could control it. I, I I swear I've done that candle thing before, and nothing happened. I don't know why it happened this time. Uh, this, this has happened every time you go out to a restaurant. This, this, that, that's never happened before. I have never been a plant. I don't want to be a plant ever again. Okay. <sighs> missed. how do I not be a plant? <laughs> Roll better.
return to the House of Swords, tired and more than a little confused following your dinner with Sheila. You lie in bed, still trying to work out what she meant by, Silway is a potted plant, when sleep finally comes. Time passes. You open your eyes to find yourself sitting in the great hall of the manor in Bostonshire, your childhood home. Looking about the room, you catch your reflection in a mirror. You are you, but younger, less worn. You see the face of a young man eager for adventure, and yet you are dressed in the uniform of your father. He only wore this on special occasions. You stand before the looking glass, bemused and bewildered when you notice a light dancing on the stairs behind you. The light descends. You can barely make out the form of a woman within the brilliance. She calls to you. Her voice sounds as if crossing oceans of time. Roton. Roton. As she comes closer, the light begins to dim. A familiar face reveals itself. Your mother. And yet, not your mother. Within her eyes, you see profound wisdom and the deep sorrow of eternal life. You have had quite the adventure since last we spoke. I am so proud of you, my child. You have brought the light of justice to those who have turned from it. You have driven a great evil from nightfall, and you have brought peace to so many corrupted by the darkness. Rotan has dropped down uh, to one knee, and he has bowed his head, and he says, I, I only sought to do what would please you, my lady. And I am very pleased. You, Roton, are one of my brightest stars. You shine brilliantly in the light. I know it's a dream, but Roton is probably blushing. <laughs> <laughs> she puts her hands beneath her chin and raises your head up. Anything that you ask, my lady... Terrible injustice haunts this land. A once great and noble people suffer. Chained to the past, they forever pay penance for the sins of their fathers. You must free these people, Roton, and right a great wrong. I will do as you ask. Who, who are these people who are so in need of my help? I cannot tell you any more, but to go east, in a hidden valley of the Argosh Mountains, lay the village of Venkila. You will not find this village on any map. They are the keepers of a great and terrible secret. Find this village, free the people, and forever earn my favor. And how shall I find it if it does not appear on any map? I imagine your companions could help you there. Ah, yes, my good friends, yes, I shall do as you wish, my lady. Roton, yes. I believe you have a map. I do, yes. Do I? You do. I do. You, you took it from the Brotherhood. Oh, that thing, yes, yes. That's, that's right. But it didn't have names on it. Look for a village in the mountains. Ah. Ah, you're saying, you're saying the village is marked on that map? Yes, Roton. 
That is what I am saying. Very good, very good, very good. Very clever of you to figure that out, Roton. I shall depart forthwith. As soon as I wake up, I think. Roton, this is a dream, but not a dream. Ah, what does that mean? I... that sounds cryptic. That means your body sleeps, but your mind is with me, and so is your spirit. You have traveled the void to my realm. To ease you, I have made this place. Something familiar. Yes. Yes, yes, it is, uh, it is familiar. Uh, you, you are most gracious, my lady. Our time is short, Roton. Do you have any questions of me before I send you back? How shall I convince my companions to join me? Appeal to their desires. Perhaps it is fortune or glory they seek. Or perhaps they have a noble heart, such as yourself. Ah, very good. Uh, I shall I shall try uh, to do that. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I, uh, I, I will uh, endeavor to get them to join along. Yes. It is important that you do, Rodon. I do not believe you can fulfill your destiny alone. Well, it will also be very boring to listen to. <laughs> yes, it probably would. But for those who liked Gruber, it would mean so very much Gruber. And, and you're saying that there are riches involved? There is always riches where evil hides. You know this, Roton. My lady, uh, one more thing I would ask. Yes, my child. I ran into a foul beast down in Nightfall. Something with, um, with tentacles, some sort of demon. I would ask if, if it would not be too much that... I might hunt it down and slay it, if I may have your blessing to do so. You have my blessing, Roton. But you must free these people first. Their suffering has gone on long enough. You have driven this creature back for now, and it will show its face in time. When it does, you will know where to find it. Well, that doesn't sound ominous at all. Ah, uh, very good. Ah, uh, well, well, thank you. Um, so, so do I just pinch myself? How, how does this work? He, like, pinches his face. <laughs> no, Roton. You are one of my favorites. And she uh -huh. leans down, and she kisses you on the forehead. And all of a sudden, the light within her and around her begins to grow soon you can see nothing but the light your eyes open and you are in bed and he feels pain on his face and he's pinching his cheek <laughs> what a wonderful dream
Mist be changing classes? Will Silway accept that she can do magic? Will Rotan remember any of that vision? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater, Season 2.